0: Hi, everybody. I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what is happening at the movies. And there is no movie. There is no movie now, except for Toy Story 4. There isn't. I don't I really care. I don't care I just want, about I Avengers want I wanted you just to stop it. Yeah. There's no movie now. There's no movie now. There's nothing out There's there. Just There's just this. You're welcome. This. Thank you. And my guest today, Tony Hale, of course, is immortal. From uh, playing Gary on Veep and then Buster Bluth on it Is now oh. found another iconic character in Forky You've turned out to be a plastic spork Yeah, and they're all neurotic, <laughs> they're neurotic. Buster, really? Gary, Forky <laughs> he,
1: he, There's
0: a through line going on What do you think it was that made uh, Disney slash Pixar say We have this spork <laughs> And he basically no, play says, that well Who could really voice this? Well, they, I remember they brought me up to Pixar. Have you ever been up
1: to Pixar? I have. Gosh, oh, no. the place is like a creative wonderland. It's mm. so beautiful. But they brought me up, and they were like, yeah, we have this spork, and we, he's kind of got a neurotic energy, and we were like, we thought about you, and I was like, check. <laughs> um, but I was, uh, I don't know they explained Neurotic it. energy with some humor? Yeah. <laughs> Comes from a lot of
0: pain. A <laughs> yeah.
1: lot of pain. Um, but don't we all? They, yeah, mm-hmm. they described him as you know. I just like he's very simple. He was simply made, and he just sees the life very simply. He's overwhelmed. I'm always overwhelmed. He has, no. a, yeah, oh yeah, he has a bit of an imposter complex. He's like, I don't know how I got here. I kind of feel the same way all the time. So we have we have a lot in common, Forky and I. A lot of common.
0: <laughs> You're trash. I'm sure we're both trash. <laughs> That's what you are. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) You're plastic trash. You're what everyone wants to get rid of. You're clogging up.
1: But he's happy with that. That's what I love about it. He's like, "My my lifeline is like, I help people eat chili and then I go to the trash. That's all I got. And Woody comes along and he's like, no, you have a greater purpose than that. You have value. And then, of course, you're crying in a corner as you're
0: watching. Toy There's Story. a lot of weeping that goes on. Did you see in it the, in the in between the uh, the
1: laughter and things like it's that? It's so great. I mean, it's typical Pixar. They make you laugh, and then somehow you're you're. Bawling they usually the murder
0: people. That's usually sure. a thing that they do. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, okay. It's, let's get into it. Like, well, let's talk about it. Disney has always <laughs> done it. I never that got over true. Bambi's mother being dead. I said, no, it's not all right. I said to my well, parents, let's also break down dead. those
1: other things. You look at you look at Frozen. Parents killed in a boating yeah. accident. A child is in isolation because she's got a gift from her sister. Rapunzel, you know, solitary confinement <laughs> in a tree. <laughs> Kidnapped by a witch. No,
0: I'm totally It's dark depressed. stuff. It's, you choke on your popcorn when you're yeah, just doing totally, that. Totally, totally. It's bad. As a
1: parent, you're watching it and you're like, this is dark, man. Toy Story is nice. It's nice and refreshing. You are a parent, so how old is your daughter? She's thirteen. So this is of my work. This is the first thing that she can see. that she see. can see. It's a really. I mean, because she's not no going to watch Veep her. until she's middle aged. <laughs> so she so we, a we can. see it's household. We can enjoy. We can enjoy. We can enjoy this together. So it was fun to see. I mean, I remember when she was little and she'd come on the set of Veep and everybody had headphones on. She couldn't wear the headphones because the language is so bad. <laughs> so she just looked around. and she was like, "I'm just going to go to the snacks." <laughs>
0: This is, at this is boring. I've had it with these. These yeah. don't look like good people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, we did not, not play not, good people. Just, no, no. They were just the worst. But I want to go back a little into the genesis of Forky. Because sure. Because, yes, it's okay to say we have this neurotic uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. spork that's doing this. And, yes, we would want you to do this. But did you have a say, in besides doing the voice for it, in how this character was... Uh, finally present I mean, it was, uh, the cool thing about what Pixar does,
1: ma- I've been fortunate enough to do other animation, and typically you're kind of separated by this kind of sheet of glass. You have headphones, yeah. and then you You meet do, no
0: one, no one talks
1: to you. No one talks to you. Mm-hmm. you, you do your thing, and then everything goes silent. And then you just see these voices just talking about you, don't know what they're saying. So it's a very insecure feeling. Pixar keeps you in the same room. So it's like oh, you're in the room with the writers and the directors and producers. You're all in the same room. So you feel like you're kind of a part of the collaboration that kind of put that energy out there, which I really appreciate. And so we would try different voices. And I was able to ad lib stuff every now and then. But the thing is, they no one in the cast read a full script. We weren't allowed to read a full script. So they just hand you pages as you went. So I <laughs> I really resonated with Forky because I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know what was happening and he's constantly doesn't know what's happening he's asking questions all the time i'm asking questions <laughs> all the time where what's happening who am i talking you know so it's like i felt like just kind of i was some
0: grim-ish.
1: little girl named bonnie made uh, what's me happening out of what, what am i right? and, and <laughs> the only flexibility for he has is his arms everything else is just you know he
0: has no flexibility can't even move his feet He's just a mess. Were you already, uh, incul- listen to that, I said inculcated, in the Toy never Story? Never heard that word nobody's in ever said life. it. In, I bet uh, you <laughs> did really well on your SATs, didn't you? <laughs> that was the only way it ever came up. But I, I genuinely never heard that word in my life. Well, that's what it is. Inculcated in the Toy Story universe. Break down that word. What does it mean, though? It means that, it, have you ever been so absorbed in it that every single thing about Toy Story was a part of your life? Okay. Or are going to so tell immersed. me the truth so that like you never <laughs> saw another Toy Story movie? You said, what is this? Oh, have I ever done yes. this? Um, I, well, you
1: saw them all. I've seen them all. Actually, I moved to New York in 1995 to be an actor. And that's when the first Toy Story came out. And I remember seeing it and being like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And I never would have thought I would somehow be associated with it. But nine years ago, a, uh, the, fir- the third one came out. And, and my daughter was four. So that was one we really watched a lot together. That so that me. you were inculcated. And we're just going to use that word as much as Let we me can right today. now, I'm going to be using that word <laughs> for the rest forever. of my life. And I'm not going to, and I'm going to claim it. I'm you should be like, claim I it. I came up with it's it. It's yours. Thank and you. Then,
0: oh, you can own it and that's it. I'm Let's,
1: genuinely amazed they, that you, that just came out of you naturally. I, I am as just as well.
0: I thought, <laughs> I must have been doing the New well. York Times crossword puzzle. Oh, and gosh. I decided to throw it at you, Tony. Anna. Oh, God. But we need to look at you as Forky. We need to see you. Okay. So that we can all become inculcated yeah. in you and your character. Yeah. Okay, Let's Please happen. roll the clip so that Tony can speak to it. Hey, how you? Well, Tom Hanks
1: is a nightmare.
0: <laughs> there she is, Gabby Gabby. Yes,
1: this is Christina Hendricks who voices this, and she is so fantastic. I had those dolls as a kid. He's trash. (laughs) That's his happy place, guys. (laughs) It was. It's cozy. It's warm. The minute you said that, I was happy, too. He's trash. No. He's trash. It he doesn't have a stigma
0: to it. It's just like that's my lifeline. I'm going to trash. But we all have the vision that you, all of the voice actors that do any of these movies, are tortured to do forty-seven readings of that, so that people would say, "Tony, uh, let's just try it again." I did I'm say, trash. <laughs> "I'm Hanks. trash."
1: Tom Tom Hanks was saying, I guess at press. The nightmare he was, of time. He, oh my gosh, what a gesture! <laughs> I won. But he would say, the one thing he said over the years is, "Come on, guys! Come on, guys!" He says, I've said that so many different ways. And I feel like Forky's is trash. Like the number of times they made me say trash. And then I walk away and I'm like, Am I trash?
0: Maybe I am trash. <laughs> I'm trash. But he so much wants to go back to being trash, right? He, does, he doesn't want to be a toy. He doesn't want to be a toy. He doesn't. A,
1: not only does he not want to be a toy, he's also like, I'm a spork. So I don't know why I'm called Forky. <laughs> That's a whole other existential crisis. Why couldn't he be
0: sporky? Why can't he be
1: sporky? Because Bonnie named him Forky. But he, you know, he just kind of, but again, on a meta level, there is a sense of. Oh, now, see, you're getting into this. Guys, this is going to (laughs) turn into an Oprah interview. But it's like, you know, it's that sense of like if anybody's feeling like trash or somebody's made them feel that way, get a greater value, greater purpose. And that's when Woody comes along and shares that with him. Everybody needs a Woody to share that with them.
0: I guess everybody does in a way, but he. this is a character with a tremendous identity crisis. Oh, there's a lot going on in this little sport. So I'm saying, this is just a long way of saying, how much is Forky you? Um,
1: in this process, I feel, I do sometimes look around and I'm like, okay, we're spinning on a planet. What's happening right now? But also, like, I'm as overwhelmed as he is to even be a part. Hey, here's the thing, not to sound like, the cheesy cliche thing but I'm even overwhelmed to be uh, that I'm a working actor much less a part of this movie so I kind of I mean and I'm also kind of like he'll walk (laughs) Forky walks around and he's
0: like what is that why am I here
1: I feel like I'm asking that all the time how am I talking to Peter Travers like that's like how did I even get here
0: you know even at this point in your career where your your mantle is festooned I'm using as many big words as I can festooned 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 with Emmys with Emmys well, Don't you look at them every day and say, "Look, I'm Tony I'm M, a two-time <laughs> Emmy winner." I tell
1: myself that in the mirror, mirror every day.
0: Yeah, um, where are those Emmys? Are they? They're are, in the kitchen. They're
1: in the kitchen. And my wife actually had a. She had an Emmy before me. She's a makeup artist, and she um, she had an Emmy for her work when she was in New York. And so she was the first to have it. But she's on the top shelf, and I'm on the. I haven't made it to the top shelf well, yet. Well,
0: it's never going to change. She had, the first, change. She had know, the first Emmy. She had the first Emmy. I don't yeah. care if you win the third, which I'm <laughs> rooting for you to do. Oh, well, that's nice. You know? so it's you kind were of you th- Emmy voters out S- there So did you watch to- Veep? Oh, religiously. And
1: you, you know, having been in the business and around politics and stuff like that, it's... Uh, there was a lot of truth, I think, that came out in Veep of kind of behind-the-scenes chaos and stuff like that, which
0: was, that was a with a with a kind of brutal honesty to it. it. It's almost difficult for me to see you. Well, now that I see you as a, a plastic spork, I then saw you always with that tote bag. With that, you always had that bag. And just abused. I mean, poor Gary
1: was just abused by Selena. What Mara. was really in that bag? Well, in Gary's bag, there was like he had like lined his own pockets and sewed pockets and everything. In Tony's bag, mm-hmm. it was like water bottles and script pages. That's it. He would have been ashamed if he knew it was in my <laughs> bag. But it was nice, though. I will say, like somebody was asking me about what's it like to go from Veep to, to Toy Story, and I was like, I mean, from like the abuse to like the nurturing of what, like I feel like Gary needed a Woody in his life just to like tell him it was
0: going to be okay. That Gary, might have changed, uh, Gary, in a way that we can't. Well, I mean, deal. something
1: needed. I don't know if you saw the last episode, but that what Selena did to Gary was.
0: Well, she's cheating just a bomb. She's rough. just horrendous to him. But it was.
1: I think that last episode was the only thing that was going to wake him up out of the abusive cycle. Because he was like a dog returning to its vomit. He just <laughs> kept. He just kept coming back to the abuse, <laughs> you know. And he couldn't. Nothing was going to snap him out of it until that. I'm happened. trash. I'm, I'm going. Trash. Back to
0: <laughs> Let's get the theme. I'm telling for you guys the there's a theme. All, there's, you're a reversion to trap. I'm a mess. <laughs> I am a mess. But you in playing this character for what was it? Is it seven seasons? Was it Yeah, I mean, seven seasons? And and all of you bastards decided to end it <laughs> when <laughs> I was not ready?
1: I did, my thing is I would I would have gone on for years, but the writers and Julia, they all and I see what I mean, it, it was the story had to come to a close but the bummer I think we were so the characters were so abusive to each other that we were just we loved each other so much offset a little too much just to like balance the crazy I think I was called well there were some names that people got called on that set like Jonah got it the worst Timothy Simons I think once somebody said to him once his character just said you have a weird shape he was just like how do I not take that personally what are you saying about my shape I was called Cow... I wasn't cow- in makeup. I'm I know, sweating. my God. <laughs> this is obviously personal. I was called Cow Eyes. Cow Eyes. I was called the <laughs> B****y Mime. That was one of them.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I have to say that... wouldn't that's let me speak. I was so just so, like back there the whole time. Mime. I'm just... Yeah. yeah.
1: But I Jonah got it the worst. I can't even say... I mean, I'm promoting Toy Story, so I probably shouldn't say the names he was called. <laughs> well, I think you can. He was called, he was called Cloud Disturber, because he was so tall. <laughs> he was called... I think he was called Frankenstein's monster if the monster was made entirely of dead <laughs> d- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just atrocious names. So that was what went on there, when you, you, you wanted to tell me that it was nothing but love. Well, that was the, on I mean, <laughs> camera it was horrible. That now, was awful. who knows what it- And we wouldn't, we wouldn't find
1: out <laughs> what our name, what people were calling us at the insults until the table reads. So I could see Tim like reading these scripts and be like, ha ha. What? <laughs> I have a weird shape. What are you, and they just like, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> you know, just like, oh. I,
0: I'm hoping there we was all a therapist on stage. Oh, there needed you know, to that be. That we were each other's
1: be. therapists.
0: It's going to be okay. It's like, let's, let's get through this together. How did you get into this crazy, insane business?
1: In the business? Um, I, well, I moved to New York in 95. My first acting thing was Shakespeare in the parking lot. Where I, <laughs> I did Tammy of the Shrew in a parking lot in the East <laughs> Village. Yep. <laughs> And, yeah, and that was my first gig. Mm-hmm. And then I had every job under the sun. I loved cater waitering because you didn't have to talk to people. You could just put food down. Mm-hmm. And then um, I temped. And a great thing is I, don't want to I talk couldn't to do Oh, I don't want to talk to people because they can be so obnoxious <laughs> about food. And then I would temp it. I would only go for the day because I didn't know if I would, might have an audition. And they only wanted a warm body in the seat, so I would make long-distance phone calls all day. <laughs> and I was so excited because I could make all my long-distance phone calls for free. <laughs> Um, and, I would temp- and then I started doing commercials, and the more commercials I kind of was able to get. The Volkswagen. The Volkswagen commercial, all that stuff.
0: And Mr. then Arrested Robata.
1: Development was my first kind of big TV gig, um, and that was a really eye-opening because, and I actually did a, I wrote a children's book about it because it was my big thing, and it actually didn't satisfy me the way I thought it was going to satisfy me, and it scared me. And it's because I think I gave it too much weight. Like, oh, that sitcom. And it's that whole thing. If you're not practicing contentment where you are, you're not going to be content when you get what you want. And I feel like my whole time in New York, I was always like, that big thing's coming, that big thing's coming. And I was never really present. And so after that kind of lesson, I really started. I did this children's book about a little chicken named Archibald is always looking to his next big thing. And this bee travels around with him. And he's like, you got to just be, man. You got to just be. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> And he realizes that his big thing, like my big thing, is right
0: here talking to you. That's, that's my big thing. It's not somewhere else. But what was that first thing of you on screen that you could then say to your friends, I got hired for this show or this movie? Um,
1: my first thing was, <laughs> was actually an MCI commercial that I was very, very excited about, very excited about. And I remember I told my whole family, and it never aired. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> the worst." Okay, word to note to self: until it airs, don't tell family. And then I did it a second time. Where um, do you remember that um, that movie with um, Jeffrey Rush, where he's the piano player? Yes, Shine. Or Shine. Or whatever, Shine. Shine. <laughs> I remember Conan brought me on years ago, and I was just—he uh, just—I guess they thought I looked like him, and I was playing him, Jeffrey Rush, in a skit. Told the entire family, everybody stayed up late, cut, Sk- sketch was cut. And I was like, again, Tony, do not tell family until it is. Tell them there's. nothing. Don't, and to this day, they don't know I'm doing this. They don't know until. We don't even know. They're not even sure Toy Story 4 is exactly, coming out. Exactly. You know? do not. And Arrested Development, my parents to this day They say, oh, honey, uh, my, our, my, my friends really like that show, Arrested Development. We still don't get it. <laughs> But I'm like, all right, well, I get it. No, you it. really, and why do you feel this way about your mother?
0: <laughs> I was like, we I don't, don't quite understand. So
1: uh, do something we can enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'll like Toy Story. It's just support everywhere for you. <laughs> everywhere. I have no idea where neuroses would come funny? in. Oh, I, remember, <laughs> I will say, when Martin Short was on Arrested Development, my, my, I think it was my mom or my dad goes, now he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. Yeah, that, guy that guy's funny.
0: Yeah. There <laughs> yeah. is that I need a little help. <laughs> Let's talk about therapy. We have a couple of questions from social media, from the outside world that we've seen. Oh, okay. Louisa R. says Toy Story was the first movie I saw in my life. Oh. I think I'm more excited than my children oh, to see this one. Do you have a favorite character other than the four? I mean, no, this it's is, all about you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Come on, I'm an actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I will say it's cliche, but it's Woody. And I think it's because of this kind of connection that Forky and Woody have. And also, over the years, just hearing Woody keep that team together. I mean, again, not to sound meta, but it's like I think what has been so attractive about this franchise is you see a group of these characters, very different characters, live life together and work their stuff out and keep walking, do life together Woody and Buzz, totally different characters, but they've found ways to celebrate differences and work together. And it's like, we can all take a lesson from that. Like, we're not meant to do this by ourselves. We need each other. Because Woody's always going, come on, guys. We're not alone.
0: We're not. We're not supposed to be alone. It's a shame you never got to work with Tom Hanks. I know. You know. I know. I know. (laughs) Did did he agree to, like, sign a picture or something? Exactly. Here's open. That would be great. Here we go. Number two here. Uh, Renee T. says, my daughter's already collecting all the forks from the kitchen. The dangerous. Any tips on how to make the perfect forky?
1: Oh my gosh! Great question.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, he's a spork,
1: so I've I'm become a little bit of a spork evangelist. Like it's a very underrated utensil. It's the unicorn it's of you utensils. I don't have one with you, I, thank really. you. I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also it doesn't get enough attention. So I'm really trying to create a movement for the spork because you know it's perfect for a minestrone. <laughs> <laughs> you can stab the meat and then take the broth. You can't do that with a spoon or just a you spoon cannot. or fork. Um, but any tips? I would say. I actually went to this elementary school last year and we all made Forky together, and I loved that they just did their all their own interpretation of it. Forky can look many different ways.
0: Well, that's good. See, you've opened a, a whole world there. Oh, yeah, mm, yes. any color pipe cleaner, I love it. But this is the first time you've been on the show, which I can't believe because you're so great, to talk Thank to. Thank you. But we end in song all the time. Do we really? We always, everybody does it. Are you serious? It. Tom Hanks himself does a great- sad that I'm like, yeah. What do you want me to sing, even though I can't Anything sing? that you... Well, you did Mr. Roboto, so you sang that. Oh, I did sing that. So I'd sure, any yeah. song? Are you serious? Well, you I'm very here? serious. Everybody that comes on the show, whether it's Clint Eastwood or Tom Hanks, sings. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to sing...
1: Do I do it to camera? Yes. Okay.
0: I'll pretend I'm not here. Okay, perfect.
1: <laughs> perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, okay, I'll oh, yes. sing... Um, This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. You can't stop me. This little (laughs) light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine.
0: Oh, (laughs) I can riff. That, that was real, you had to prepare. prepared oh for Oh my that. God, that so many amazing. lessons. So many amazing. lessons.
1: Vocal coaches all across <laughs> New York, help me with that one. <laughs> Thank, you.
0: Thank, Thank you. you, that was so Please fun. Please come back all the time. Are you kidding, it's I so totally me. will.